Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with myself, Tudor, and this is Sarvesh. What's up? And, and today we have a special po- a special guest. What up? I'm Eric. All right. Yeah, so Eric is a, is a good friend of mine. We also went to the same high school, so Sarvesh actually knows him this, knows the guest this time. It's a nice freaking change. And, yeah, I'm not Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Shrey though like i like i like tutor's friends but it's nice to actually know who i'm talking to at the same oh, time oh yeah go way <laughs> yeah. back yeah bro mm. but yeah me and eric uh went to the same high school and now we're at we're at stevens together both in the computer science program so you know yeah we're taking a break from our homework to record this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah, we're uh, we're partners for this for like everything, honestly, this semester. But <laughs> hell yeah! But yeah, so we wanted to start talking about um, protesters in the streets because there's been some controversy controversy about protesters protesting in the middle of the street and blocking traffic. And looking at the news, I just saw that Oklahoma passed a law that could protect drivers who run over protesters. So, opening the floor, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think that does just as much bad as what the people are protesting for. I I don't see a difference in how badly that can affect, like, the people's emotions. I think that would just make people protest even more. Yeah, I actually agree with that. It's like, Hmm. you're just encouraging stupidity at that point. It's like, it's fine to run over someone. It's like protesting. It's like, don't get me wrong. We can all disagree on like why people protest, but to just make it legal to run over someone, I don't know. It's kind of fried still. I think there's definitely way better solutions out there than protecting the drivers who run over protesters. So, okay, let me put it this way. If you're a driver just trying to get to work or whatever, and protesters are closing off the street that you have to take, what are you supposed to do? Turn around. Not run them over. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't just, think... Just go... I mean... Yes, obviously, like, running people over isn't a good thing, but, like, you gotta go to work at the end of the day, you know? Or you got places to be. Yeah, you pull up to work, you're like, oh, shit, I just killed a man. <laughs> now I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> Murder and work on the same day. It's not really, not like, yeah, I, not Christian at all. So I think I if I was just, on the way to work, sorry, what were you saying? You just kind of like have to find another way to work. It's not just like one way to get to work, you know? I don't think I'd be I mean, able there, to go to work. Be. Yeah. So you'd, you'd rather get fired than, uh, like not Kill necessarily run over. Yeah. Yeah. Right, not not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily kill, kill a human being but I, I've, I've seen i've seen a bunch of videos of like people who who like actually who like were trying to get the protesters to move so they actually like pushed their car through kind of and obviously the people like moved at the last second but sometimes that just can't happen or that or so sometimes they just don't move just dumb 
I think um, the fact that you're even contemplating this is kind of sick. <laughs> uh, uh, well, okay. Here's here's another video that I, that I saw that it was um, it was a truck making a make a, a truck making a turn at at the, at a light. It was a green light. He, he was making a turn. He was coming into the intersection with speed and making a turn, and the protesters were like blocking the streets he was turning into. Now, okay. being that it's a truck. And it was coming with some speed, like not, I don't, I don't think it was like illegal speed, but like still that truck would not have been able to stop for the protesters. Just like, mm-hmm. even if you slammed the brakes, it wouldn't stop. See, I think the problem with that is if you did hit the protesters, there would be protesters there the next day on your day to work protesting against you. And people would just be even more pissed do think, off. Do you, do you think? Well, that that that'd be kind of that'd be kind of weird to see them flip flop their stance right that like that, you know? Because they're probably protesting about something, and then suddenly stop protesting about that to protest about you. Well, I think not not you uh, specifically, but I mean about the mm-hmm. law itself that allows that to go without consequence. Uh, so. Saying. I see. I see. So, do, first of all, do you think that protesters should be allowed to protest in the middle of a street without, like, without like a uh, approval beforehand? I think that when people are upset, they're gonna do what they want to do, and there's no stopping it when it becomes something that large. And well, most 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 of the time, it's not that large. It'll be like a handful of people, like. 20, 30 people like sit like at one intersection or like in the middle of one street with doing that type of stuff. Cause if it's, if it's like super large, like hundreds of people, then obviously you, you're not going to go through there. Like that street's going to get blocked, but there's a lot of, a lot of times it's just like a handful of people like holding hands and blocking a street. I mean, at that point, I feel like you would have to get an outside source involved Personally, if I was in that position, I would pull over, probably call the police, and hopefully they would move them out of the way. I don't see anything Mm -hmm. against people protesting, but what it impedes on people's lives that have nothing to do with what's going on, I think that's an Mm -hmm. issue. I don't think they should be suppressed and being allowed to protest. They should just be relocated. I mean, I, I wouldn't see a problem if they're on the side of the road and wanting to be seen, but if they're in the middle of the road, Right. You know. And I guess like here's a tip for sorry. Here's a tip for people protesting. If you're gonna protest and inconvenience someone, go inconvenience the politicians. Like find out where they live and just stand in their driveway or stand in front of their driveway. (laughs) Don't stand in the middle of the road. You're just yeah, don't stand in the middle of the road. You're just like annoying regular people who have nothing to do with the, the issue that you're protesting against. Yeah, you're only hurting your cause if you're going to annoy people that are trying to get to work or yeah. something. Because I feel like when people become hostile during protests, that hostility should would usually mm. be targeted at the people who are suppressing them. And when you're targeting your anger at somebody that has nothing to do with the cause, I think you know, there needs to be something done about that. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, to some degree, it was it was the same same way with the um, Black Lives Matter protests that turned into riots, right? A lot of the businesses that were affected uh, were like black owned businesses or um, like owned by by people who had nothing to do with the with the reason they were protesting. Absolutely, and I guess the mm-hmm. the explanation on that would be that that damage can be repaired but Mm. it requires them to do that damage to get the point across but i i I think although both things hitting somebody with your car and looting a business are messed up at the end of the day one Mm. of them can be repaired and one of them might die so i think that's where the issue separates Okay, fair. I mean, I haven't read the details about like the law that's protesting people that's protecting people who run over like protesters, because I get it if you have a law that protects people who drive legally and for whatever reason, uh, because of the road conditions or whatever they can't stop in time when there's like an unexpected just like people in the middle of the road so that i get that i I would i would very much like approve of because at the end of the day like if if there's nothing you could have done to stop it it shouldn't be your fault yeah I don't know. I think it's more of a scenario based problem because there are going to be times where you can see it and stop, but there's going to be times where Mm. it is truly out of the blue, but it could easily be, you know, used improperly to protect somebody that had malicious intent. All right. That's a good point. Like Eric, Eric has a good point. Cause like, there's a lot of protests that like we'll know about a week before, mm. but it's like some things just happen the day of. So it's like, you got to like mm. distinguish between the two. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just reading the actual law. It says that drivers cannot be held criminally or civilly, civilly liable for killing or injuring a protester if they are fleeing from a riot and there's a reasonable belief that they're in, they're in danger. So if somebody's exiting a riot and they hit somebody, that's allowed. Right. So, yeah, if someone's like driving and they're trying to get away from a riot um, and like they feel like they're like they the driver are in danger, then they won't be held liable for killing someone as they're as they're driving away. Would you say that invalidates the things we just said because it becomes way more specific? To some degree, I think, but it's also like, it's also useful. I think the conversation we had is also useful for like the larger context. I agree. Mm. But I I think, oh, sorry, what were you saying? Go ahead. No, go ahead. 
going back on the oh i was going to work and i hit somebody <laughs> conversation mm. so now you'd be held accountable for doing that yes so supposedly yes now you have to think is it somebody leaving their home on the way to work that can't get out because there's a riot going on or is it somebody that was hanging out and wants to leave and can't get out is it somebody who is in the midst of the riot and wants to leave or it's somebody mm. who happens upon it without realizing it you know you know what i'm saying yeah i see what you're saying yeah it seems like a very vague law that can be misused and you know people could definitely avoid offenses i mean ultimately every law almost every law has like loopholes right or implications that weren't foreseen when it was written or legislated yeah um, but this one's kind of like really big i don't like yeah. this one <laughs> <laughs> You, neither side i mean on one hand you're stuck on the other hand you kill someone and go on with your day <laughs> okay but like if you're stuck in a riot that's a whole different thing right if it's like people throwing throwing bricks or whatever like you being in the car could actually be in danger so would you I if I was there and it was my safety versus like me driving a little faster and possibly hitting someone, I know which one I'd pick. You know? I think I would just wait. I think I would just get out of my car and just wait. I mean, you get insurance. Your car is covered. You'll be fine. Okay, They'll but you want to get out of your car in the middle of a riot. Yeah, I'll just run away. Just go somewhere <laughs> where there's no riot and just wait. <laughs> work can wait uh, uh, right but you'd still yeah. be getting out in the middle of a danger zone yeah but you'd be like you getting out of the regardless. car yeah but you getting out of the car is probably even more dangerous than you being in the car but it's pretty rare that like people are going to target you for getting out of your car like People aren't rioting because you're there. You just happen to be there. People aren't usually mm -hmm. targeting each other, more so the establishments around them. Right. I would feel in danger driving my car through a riot, but I wouldn't feel mm -hmm. in danger getting out of my car and leaving a riot. And then having insurance Interesting. cover my car if it's totaled. Uh, that's kind of a good point, though. Because, like, instead of you being in a car that gets wrecked, if it does get wrecked, you'll be mm -hmm. safe. But insurance got insurance is not going to cover everything, but it'll get, like, most of the cost. So, right. Uh, but even then, here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's you, it's you, it's your safety and your well-being for someone else's right and if you're in that situation even if your car if even if you do uh, like you said leave like get up and leave and your car gets yeah. totaled 
that could mean different things for different people. So if your car gets totaled, that means you can't go to work for a while until it gets fixed or you get a new one or whatever. Um, and depending on your financial situation, that might be a while. Uh, and if you can't get to work, you can't provide for your family. All of a sudden, like your kids might go like hungry for a while. Like there's, there's many, there's many more implications. It's not just like, it's not just like with the even with the businesses that they were using the same arguments like oh they have insurance for their business like yeah but then they still have to be closed for a while 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 they rebuild like it's a it's a really big pain for people who have did nothing against like the rioters or whatever that's true that is true but like the whole question is like so weird because it's like there's so many factors to it Mm. you know what i'm saying so I think personally, though, I mean, and I speak for a lot of the populations, like you're you're taking someone else's life. And I mean, if I would be out of work or take somebody else's Mm. life, I'd probably rather be out of work. Right. But it's not a guarantee that you take someone else's life like you don't you're not trying to. Right. You're just trying to leave. Like it's not it's not like. Right. Like if you take someone's life or if you injure them, that's an accident regardless. No, but I couldn't even live with the chance of like something bad happening. I mean, you have a chance of something bad happening every time you get in the car. That's different. If something bad happens to me, I don't care. But if it's like if I'm hurting someone else, that's that's tough. Still the same. Like you, you, there's a chance of you getting an accident and you being it being your fault. Like anytime you get in the car. And no, that's that true. But mean- you're you're asking a scenario where it's like you know something bad could happen. Whereas like if I'm mm-hmm. driving to get soda, like I'm not like nine times out of ten, it's gonna be all right. I mean, this is just such an odd situation. It's so specific. It yeah. is, it is specific, I just think yeah. that it's too specific for there just to be made a single law around it. Mm. I just think it's such a broad law made for such a specific case that it could be misused. I think that that's the right. bottom line. Fair enough. Fair because enough. we're making hypotheticals, but all of them are kind of the same situation. And all of them are situations that like 99.99% of us will probably never find ourselves in the midst of. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd agree. But even from like a moral standpoint, right? If I was in my car, like in the middle of, and just happened to, to be in the middle of a protest or like protest was happening on my street and I had to like leave, like get out of my car and leave, get in my car and leave. Um, if there was like a, let's say like a 25% chance I hit someone, like either injured or I hopefully not killed, but like, you know, um, Obviously, I drive a little bit more careful, try not to kill anyone. But if it was, if I had to choose between that and getting fired and possibly risking my livelihood and like my family's like livelihoods, I I I think I just I just go through, you know. I would appreciate like the law having my back in that situation. Where it's like, I'm just trying to provide for my family. But 
I guess two things. One, mm. I guess there's a difference between a protest and a riot. And in the law, does yeah. it say oh, yeah. protest or riot? It says fleeing from a riot and reasonably believe that they are in, in danger. Okay. So it's not a protest. It's a riot. Mm. So that's yeah. a very, that's a pretty fairly rare scenario. Yes. Compared to protests, I mean. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like you would know if there's a riot where you're going and to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if you're getting out of your house to go to work that day, unless mm-hmm. you're one of the tiny, 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 tiny percent of people that lives around the riot, you okay. can make a pretty educated decision not to be near it. And if you do mm-hmm. happen to be in the area where it's occurring, I think your best bet would really just to be at home and not leave. And, you know, you could call out of work and say, hey, I'm in the middle of a riot. Can I have the day off? Yeah. I mean, look, uh, do I agree that this law is probably made, like, intentionally made to, like, more vague to to be able to protect people that, that we, that I myself would not necessarily want protected? um yeah definitely like i can definitely see this law being um being wrongfully applied to like someone who just ran over like two people because they were holding hands and like closing down the the road when they could have easily stopped right and just try to like try to like drive through and like scare them off i know no i i know but i can see like with enough lawyers lawyers it like them being being able to get away due to this law and to some degree i think that's that's possibly what the intention was behind making it i mean i i don't know and i won't know Mm. unless i check the statistics in a couple years from now but yeah a, a big part of me believes that inevitably the percentage of people that use this to get out of something the law wasn't intended to do is going to be way higher than the people that were actually escaping a riot. I, I can, I can see that happening. Yes. But who knows? Who knows? Oh, it's, it's Oklahoma. Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that seems like the most <laughs> Oklahoma law. Yeah. It sounds quite Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. That sounds would like- not. That would not slide in New York City. Oh, no. No way. (laughs) No. But also, like, where in Oklahoma is going to be so congested that there's a riot? Like, one place? I don't don't know a single city in Oklahoma other than Oklahoma City. The lawyers don't even want to deal with it. So they just made this law as, like, a worst case worst. Mm. That's that's fair. Yeah. It's a poorly... Poor choice, I would say. I, yeah. I I don't even know why you would need to be protected from that in Oklahoma. <laughs> That's, so That's so true. Hey, man, you never know. The, the city of Tulsa might be very busy. Could be, but could, could be. be. I'm, I'm sure there were protests, maybe even riots. 
Mm. I mean, there were protests and riots in like every major city. Yeah. So I don't think like Oklahoma City or like Tulsa would be spared from that. But yeah, totally. Yeah. But I, I think that just makes the lawmakers sound even more racist. Like I'm pretty sure that would just infuriate <laughs> the protesters even more. You know what I mean? Dude, it's 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 like such a it's such a divided political landscape where one where like one side or the other will make will will do something like that just to spite like the other side. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not helping the cause that we're all working toward. I mean, when you say all working towards, I don't, I don't think everyone's working towards the same cause, but. But yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what I mean is it's not helping the cause of unity. Mm. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's politics though. Everyone's on their own wave. Yeah. I mean, it's just different down there. Yeah. Facts. It's different down yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's funny that the u.s the u.s is like so divided in like mentality and like politics between certain states or even counties within the state like if you if you have like a more rural county it'll be like so much more republican than like the city like take pennsylvania with like yeah philadelphia you have like like surrounding like farms basically and it's so so different absolutely yeah even new jersey you go you go in south jersey i bet it's a lot more republican than up here and that's not no it's not slight or anything it's just like just facts yeah it's just different different ways of life Mm. i think the more urban Mm. the more populated you the cities get or your area gets the higher percent chance that it's going to be more Democrat. Yeah. So what, why do you think that is? I mean, I'd like to say that it's probably because of better education, but I know people would disagree with that. Mm. And I also think that when you're in large cities, there's usually a lot more, you know, segregation that goes on or just racism, period. I mean, usually you find more people in poverty in cities than in the suburbs. And when you're, you know, dealing with that, you usually vote blue to try to get out of where you're at. So I think that's probably right. why as you get closer to a city, it gets more blue. I think it's... It- probably has to do a lot more with um what each party appeals to or like their policy specifically because at the end of the day everyone's for themselves so if you look at a city or something like that the democratic policies are a lot closer to like a welfare state type stuff where you want to like i guess help everyone like uh like give more like aid to the poor and stuff like that whereas like in more rural rural parts even if you even if you're not wealthy like you're still not 
super poor you know like you have a farm or whatever and you could you could like survive and like get get along fine like so i feel like that demographic they their worry is a lot more in like let's keep taxes low let's um let me just be by myself and like not have any like regulations or anyone anyone trying to tell me what to do type stuff yeah totally and you're not surrounded by different like all different walks of life you know you kind of keep mm. to yourself and you know it's way more diverse when you go into a city and you see way oh, yeah. more yeah and you meet way more different types of people and you learn from all of them and, mm. you know I think yeah I mean be. in the last last couple of decades it's definitely been like the Republican Party pushing for more uh let's see like social I guess social freedom where and what I mean by that it's like um like rights for for LGBTQ LGBTQ communities um like stuff even stuff like making abortions legal like stuff you're like saying that. you mean democrats right yeah you meant democrats i was like yeah, that does oh, not democrats, sound republican yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah i mean democrats and yeah if you look at the people who's who that will affect there's way higher lgbtq like person like den- population density in cities than uh anywhere else than the, in like the rural areas facts yeah i think being surrounded by it if you're not part of those communities and interacting mm-hmm. with people who are part of lgbtq community or you know of a different race or of a different social class than you which is way easier to find mm-hmm. when you're surrounded by so many more people i think it makes you a little bit more sympathetic and it makes you look at them not like a statistic but more of a person it makes you want to vote right to help them I mean, yeah. if you live in Oklahoma yeah, example- and you don't see that very often. I see why people would not care as much about that type of law. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll give you an example. My I just uh, I just talked to my grandma today, and she's for the people listening. She's she lives in Romania. She's like seventy something years old. I like, and Romania is very much a white country. Like there just aren't black people there um so i don't think she's ever had a conversation with a black person and i mean that's that's simply because like romania is such a such a white country like there's just no black people um but at the same time that does lead to like certain type of racism and even today she was like uh, I feel like black like black people, their hands would be like super cold or like I, I wouldn't want to talk to them like so stuff like that. Just just simply because it's like. You know, she's ne- she's literally only seen black people in movies. Yeah, it's a it's a cultural thing. Yeah. Hmm. Like a lot of people outside America will like feel that just because they haven't had that opportunity mm. to talk to people outside their own race so you get that like asian asian european countries specifically oh yeah yeah oh yeah for for people thinking that america is like super racist like yes there are racist elements in america 
but it's so much worse like almost everywhere else in the world and it's like so much more accepted too so it doesn't even feel yeah like it doesn't it feels normal there to be racist and stuff Mm. i think it's just because we have so much more different types of people that you get called out for it because Mm. you know you're surrounded by the people that you could be offended your grandma could say all she Mm. wants all she wants but you know if she hasn't met a black person in 76 years she's probably not going to meet one for the rest of her life yeah like it's, it's too late to, to change her opinion now you know too late yeah, and it doesn't matter mm. like bro she's 76 i mean hey, i guess it matters she's still to voting. but so, yeah yep yep um oh yeah and yeah it's definitely worse like outside of the u.s like suresh you know you know this but like soccer and like black black players in soccer they get such harsh treatment from fans some like a lot of times yeah bro it's like in europe especially like Mm. you know black players have it tough for sure um it's like makes the u the u.s is it has its problems, but we definitely do a better job with it than most countries. Mm. Like Europe's pretty bad. I think we're Especially the ones like trying Eastern the Europe. hardest. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's it's just like more visible for us. It's like if there was a big racist problem in in the US, you'd see it a lot just because of a lot of like different races within the US. Whereas, like, yeah. I think Trevor Noah had um, uh, in one of his Netflix specials, he was talking about like Ireland and how, like, how if you ask like an Irish person, like, are you racist? They'd be like, I don't know. I've never tried. There's just like, there's, it's all just white people in Ireland. Yeah. Like, you, you don't even know if you're racist just because you, you never, you probably have not really met, met a black person. So it's just like, it never even crossed your mind. Yeah, I guess growing up here, you have to learn to Mm. accept other people that you're surrounded by. Yeah. Yeah. Our town especially, like, we had, like, a lot of, like, Koreans and, like, just people all over. So, for us, it was, like, it was just easier for us. I mean, our perspective is kind of, like, different for sure. Kind of, but then again, we didn't. We there's almost no black, like no black people in our town. I don't yeah, think that's like in Northern Valley. Area. Yeah, hmm. I don't think we were very diverse. I, I think we had agree. different like races. There's... Yeah, I know what you mean. Hmm. Overall diversity was pretty low. We just had like a few people from, like, not a lot of people from like right. th- two or three different parts of the world, pretty much. Yeah, like I think hmm. we, I know way more about Korean culture than the average American. But yeah, I don't know as much yeah, about black definitely. culture than someone who would live in the city, mm. even if they're white. Yeah. Yeah. I have a random question that just popped into my mind and I think could be a good topic of discussion. Do you do you uh, think that video game lobbies <laughs> not not now, but like within the past five or six years? that we grew up on led to people being more racist 
And because there was no filter on any chat and you could talk to anybody, no matter how old and exchange ideas over these games without mm. them seeing who you are, seeing your name. Do you think that this impacted the way certain people think? I think it could be true in some cases because here's the thing. Like we see this with like others, other forms of social media, like TikTok, like Reddit, like Tumblr, whatever it is, like some of what ha- what going what goes on there, like does trickle out to like real life, right? Yeah. Uh now I don't know how much it's is like really racist or is it or is just like that the person's doing it for like attention or like for the shock value, right? I, I think that I don't know if yeah, you're right. I I don't know if it caused like inherent racism. But I think it would have mm. caused people to think of certain words or phrases as more mm. okay to say than if you weren't raised on Modern Warfare 2 lobbies. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So it's like, I don't necessarily think it made people racist or homophobic per se, but I think it's mm. more of like people would more openly say the N word or the F, like not the one we all use, the other F word. The like, F slur. Yeah, the F slur. That's the one. Yeah. Like, those words are, like, more, like, how do I say it? It's, like, freer to use in a way where it's, like, people are just, like, oh, I use it all the time because of, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not even blaming the video games. It's just, like, the fact that no one knows who you are makes it, like, oh, I can say it without consequences. So, I mean, I think our social media and online video game generation says those words more freely than anybody yeah Mm. and i feel like that could be accredited to i feel like that could be accredited to you know the beginnings of these forms of communication i mean shout out to uh professor fiddler yeah yeah he did say like any un un uh moderated um social media or like chat forum will eventually turn into nazism right (laughs) so that's that's just like um that's just like a manifestation of that like if you leave something like video game like lobbies unmoderated for long enough it will eventually develop a culture where there'd be like there'd be like a few individuals who feel very comfortable saying like just anything. And then the rest of the population, I think would not necessarily agree, but eventually either like learn to accept it or join in. Yeah. Because they give you validation Mm. or even indirectly when everyone is comfortable with that, it makes, you know, the 12 year old kid on their Xbox think that it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a form of of peer pressure. Like, if everyone's saying this and everyone's like behaving this way, you know, it's like if you, if you don't, you'll kind of stand out a little bit and maybe get picked on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if you uh, especially if you don't clutch it around the the round. Yeah, if you don't defuse the bomb, bro. <laughs> no, that's just, like, <laughs> that's just like society in general. It's like 
whether it's like mm. drugs in college or like words in a video game it's like it's everyone's just like everyone knows what's up so if you don't do it you're the odd one out yeah and i guess that's especially harmful when you're like a child yeah yeah i, th- yeah, I think you're like the most like influenced by other people i genuinely think they should be rated m just for the online lobbies and not for the content itself mm. because yeah, you need to be i, I think old they enough. do that nowadays yeah they no they regulate it now like mm-hmm. you get banned if you say some say something that is out of line but like yeah you know now i realize why it's like you need to have you need to know who mm. you are and be comfortable and what is right and what is wrong before you can expose yourself to all of that. Yeah, yeah. true. But even then, I mean, I feel like most of the people who grew up on that and like the vast majority figured out what's wrong and what's right and wrong. Like even regardless, like you get to a point where you, cause that's, that's that video game is like very much a microcosm of like society and when you come out into the larger um like larger picture like you have more friends whatever you'll figure out pretty quickly what's acceptable and what's not yeah i guess there's the crowd that gets away and doesn't learn (laughs) that is true becomes neo-nazis yeah that's that's always been the case in the deep dark uh corners of reddit yeah, they end up on 4chan. <laughs> growing a neck beard and yeah. just wasting their lives away. Happens. <laughs> it does happen. But do you yeah. think yeah. do you think if that that era of online lobbies and you know unregulated or I guess unmoderated forums and chats, you think if that didn't happen there would be a generation do you think our generation would be worse worse off or better off i think our generation would have just gotten more creative with coming up with words you know like if they can't say the n-word they'll just because it gets censored out they'll like substitute a letter or something so it passes the filter or they'll just come up with a new word that means the same thing i don't think that's I guess I'm saying like prior, like if these things happened initially with regulation, like before these ideas can be widely spread into people's minds. Uh, I think maybe, um, but like in general, I think the way, like especially Twitter and stuff works, hmm. even if like those words aren't being used, those ideas would probably still be spread. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, maybe not like you wouldn't see stuff with those exact words, like, but you'll still get those ideas out. Yeah. And then it would like, like maybe at a slow rate. So like you're right to an extent, yeah. but it's not like it would disappear because people are creative. Yeah. I feel like if people have those ideas, they'll come up with a platform where they can express it. Like you saw with, um, I forgot the platform that came up right after trump was like banned from everything uh from everything social media like there was a platform that came up 
that was advertised as like a place where Republicans could like easily uh, voice their opinions and not be persecuted, you know, forgot what it was called. But then you, ha- you obviously have stuff like 4chan, stuff like Reddit, where certain communities are like very much unregulated or like it very to turn to certain ideas. Um, so I feel like those people who, ha- who actually have those ideas will find a platform or they'll make one. And then for other people who might be predisposed to listening to those ideas, they'll find that they'll eventually find their way there anyways. Mm-hmm. But what about like, I guess I'm thinking about the blank slates, mm-hmm. the people that happen upon these things that get sucked in that if they I didn't start that if they didn't get an Xbox, they wouldn't have been exposed to that. Right cesspool of just unfiltered language being thrown around like do you think i i I don't know i guess they've done a okay job in recent years of trying to patch that up Mm. and causing more age restriction on things and you know i just think it was also new that like they had to realize where they messed up before they could fix it i mean that's true that i think to some degree that's true for people who were in like a a very specific like age range i would say maybe like 10 11 to about like 14 15 when that whole thing was happening us because (laughs) i i equate that to almost to to like drugs right because if you if you're someone who from a young age not necessarily taking drugs but like being in an environment where you see that happening, you're much more likely to do that on your own, like later on. Totally. Um, yeah, but there's also people who are just predisposed to that. Like it doesn't matter what they saw early on. They could be in like a, a perfectly like age-restricted uh, house, like not exposed to any of this and still like end up there like same thing with drugs um you see people from like middle class families who live in nice neighborhoods like still end up like having their lives consumed by the by drugs so do do you blame that on the person that gets involved with it or the environment that they were surrounded by that caused them to become a part of that um I mean, ultimately, the, like the ultimate responsibility falls on the person, right? Because you're making the decisions. Um, but I think environment, especially like at certain ages where you develop, um, where you kind of start to develop your personality, does make a does make a difference and is a factor. Yeah, but Tudor, if it's a kid that's making those bad decisions, you can't really blame the kid, in my opinion. Like. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Sarvesh, do you think there's like a specific age that you become, you know, do you think there's a specific time where you're expected to become self-aware and like put down the bad habits? For or, sure. Or- I think like, yeah, I know what you're asking for sure. And it's like, 
every human being is different. Like some people mature when they're 13, some people never mature. Mm. But I think like once you're 16, I feel like you have a general idea of what you believe in and what you're about. And at that mm. point, if you're like, if you're being as affected by your surroundings to a point where it's like clouding your decision-making, unless you're in some like obsolete scenario, then it is your fault because you're 16, you've learned enough or you've seen enough to know what's good and what's bad. And if you're making bad decisions, then it's like no one's going to stop you at that point because you're just that old. I feel yeah. like once anyone's at that age, they're not going to like really listen to anyone. And speaking of maturity, do you think that things like social, I guess for us, it was video games or you know online communities mm. but for kids now it's getting a phone when they're very young and going on tiktok or instagram do yeah. you think that things like that are rapidly increasing the rate at which the youth matures and do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing i think i think like social media in general is a good thing even for young kids because i think it's good for people to have no matter what their age is to like be connected to the world. That's what social media does. Like, I don't care what anyone says about like all the bad mental health aspects of it. I think social media always does good, more good than bad. So to answer your question, yeah, people do mature more quickly. Like you'll see more like 12 year olds acting like they're 18 because if it's a girl, yeah. they'll see like how a supermodel acts or if it's a dude, they'll see how like an athlete acts. Like that's very stereotypical, but that's like, what that's how kids think so in that sense yeah kids do mature more quickly obviously there's bad sides to it of course but it's like mm -hmm. a matter of parents like controlling that too if you're just going to let your kids see whatever they want to see then that blames on the parents not on the kid because the kid's a kid yeah i think there was a trend there was a trend that kind of peaked like maybe two three years ago of like very young girls trying to look a lot older so I'm talking about like like 13, 14 year old girls who through makeup, through like push up bra, like whatever it was, um, looked like dead, like 18, 19, 20 and try to act like 21, like whatever. Um, and that's that was because they were exposed to so much more like content, uh, like more, more adult content that let's be honest, like we keep saying that parents should moderate what their kids like see. And that's true, but that job is becoming more and more difficult. Yeah. Even if you don't have your own forms of social media, you're at least going to come across it through other people unless you just mm. are shut in. But I will say like about the 13, 14 year old girls. I mean, I think that's always, I guess, been an idea but until recently it's become more easily available to become what you want to be if that makes sense i think there's a lot more okay brands and forms of social media that allow younger people to look older than older than they are and that's specific to guys too i mean i yeah, think that's yeah. just how everybody is i think that when we were younger we always you know, we're excited to be older and do things that made us seem mm -hmm. more mature to be taken more seriously. So I guess now yep. we're at a point where people of that age can have that 
And mm-hmm. I mean, you could go on social media now and play off like you're somebody you're not. I mean, back in our day, you yeah. could like post a thousand memes a day on your main Instagram and no one cared. But now it's mm-hmm. like you you join an organization and they regulate like if you join a fraternity or sorority, they literally regulate what goes on there because it matters so much. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess more so sorority. Like yeah, they have to approve your pictures. Yeah, that's fact. Wow, wow. Or at least some. I mean, I'm not going to speak for all mm. of them. Most that I know, like, do not maybe not regulate your pictures, but it's like if they don't like it, you delete it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. A lot of people's feeds change once once they join an organization. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a, and there's like different ages where I, because I feel like once you you're at the point where you join a sorority like college, you at least have some of your most of your personality like put together, um, so you're not just a soror- sorority girl, right? Yeah, I'm not saying that there's, at all. Yeah, what I what I was getting at is that if you look at younger people um who maybe join certain 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 like organizations whether it's be like there's memes about like band kids and like theater kids um like that kind of stuff i feel like those people are more susceptible to joining an organization basing their whole personality around it i think that's just human nature like you become a product of your environment. But I guess yeah, I mean, I'm digressing from the yeah. 12 to 13 year old idea. Yeah. Like, what's up? Yeah, go ahead, Eric. No, I, I don't know. I'm just, just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think. But I was just going to say, like, again, it's like a very specific, like, situation based scenario. Like, when we're talking about like sorority girls, as you both yeah. said, they're older, they're our age. I think there's, they know what they're about. And as mm-hmm. much as social media might influence them, their like core values are pretty set. Whether they're yeah. good or bad, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm, that's subjective, but they have their values set. But if I'm it's like speaking. a 12 or 13 year old, it's like, yeah, I agree. That's a lot more different. Yeah, I'm not speaking on, you know, I have no opinion on the whole sorority Instagram thing. You join that, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is yeah. I'm comparing how social media used to be to how social media is now. Mm-hmm. And that was just the first gotcha. example that came to mind that your people take their feed so seriously. Like that's like a yeah. social hierarchy. And if you're a kid and you're introduced to that, it's like, you know, you're a part of it now. Oh, and you want to be like these you, you want to be like these people you know not specifically the sorority girls whatever i mean you want to have you and you don't know any better that's you don't have anything you're bored you you're on your phone all the time mm-hmm. if you if, if i'm 13 and i have no homework i'm going to be on my technology because i'm not going to be doing anything i don't have a car and i mean yeah if you're bored on instagram i mean there's a lot of people that want to climb that social hierarchy and I make see. it their gotcha. goal to look like someone that they didn't before and 
you know, I definitely think it speeds up your maturity mm. or at least on the surface. I feel like, like before, like, I don't know, like six, seven years ago, it, social media was a lot more clear. Like your profile was either like very like real, like it was basically yourself, like not much, um, like obviously don't post everything, but it wouldn't be something that's doctored, right? Uh, or it would be like something super either fake or like not about you. So you could be running like a meme page or like a fan page for something. Um, but now I feel like it's a lot more like the 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 fakeness is gets kind of hidden, but it's still it's a lot it's a lot more out there especially with like filters with like certain poses like lighting um tune face yeah makeup yeah it's the um, editing app yeah uh so a lot of people get shown that and they take it as they take it for face value that oh like these people really are like this when that's not true especially with the rise of like Instagram celebrities uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a repeat of real celebrities and magazines and commercials and stuff. Like, you know, that's mm -hmm. what our parents were like. Damn, that celebrity looked good on the cover of People magazine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that, like, you know, yeah. the fate, the people on those magazines would, you know, be clearly photoshopped and, you know doctored mm. to look a certain way and that's what people wanted to look like and then now it's mm. like this new form of it this rapidly growing like much much more rapidly like monthly changing image you know it's like if you follow mm. that for so long it's it's gonna change you yeah and there's yep I mean, sorry. Yeah, we all like look up to people, to different people, and we all aspire to be like like someone else. So if, especially if you're a young girl on social media, I think it's more out. It's more like prevalent that if you see these like older like Instagram like pay, like celeb like Instagram like celebrities or, like Instagram like influencers, and you want to look like them, right? um so you could somewhat achieve that through like makeup through like different different ways for guys it's a little bit different because even if we if, if you have like someone you look up to like let's say it's like a fitness model um it's hard to fake that look you know i agree especially as like a 13 year old boy i think that's a more societal thing i mean yeah. even now there's yeah. like you know, you go on like I go on my like I'll like accidentally go on my Snapchat explore page and there's just like so many 13 year olds that have balls like these <laughs> kids are like dying their hair like the guys I'm talking about mm. dying their hair, painting their nails, you know, wearing eyeliner. Yeah. And, mm. you know, that's like just normal. Like you're not that, I, to some people like I, I think it's mostly influenced by TikTok. But it's like just because you do that, it doesn't mean you fall into any you know demographic you could be a completely straight dude doing that and people aren't going to think of you as like that that you're something else 
And I think that's something new that's like just recently been occurring that I've been noticing, like this new I think, movement. I think it's more of a, like a resurgence um, because there's definitely like the 90s where with like, with like rock and stuff where people were like, where even guys were like painting their nails black, like black lipstick, eyeliner, uh, like that kind of stuff. Um, so personally, I think that specifically in, in, uh, how should I put this nicely in a non like LGBTQ way? Cause, um, like if you're like a straight guy doing it, it's a lot more as like a, like a resur resurgence of like that, like rock movement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. but I, th I think for at least what i've noticed is like it's way more common for young for the youth to be doing that now and it's way more accepted mm. so I, I i do i think when we were first introduced to social media i think there's a lot of stigma around guys like you know very specific like don't you know you don't wear makeup you don't do this you don't do that i mean to yeah. each their own right but for girls, mm. it's like, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want. No one's going to judge you. There's a lot more judgment if you do those type of things as you're a dude. But we're getting to the point now. I mean, I think our generation kind of missed it. But, like, guys are definitely trying a lot harder to look like influencers on social media. Oh, yes. They all got yes. that haircut yeah. now. You know, with, like, the hair in the front. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. The, the beaver hair. That's what it no, is. No, yeah. It's like, it's like. It's like where you got wavy hair, but it's like pushed up. Yeah. Well, and it goes weed. up a little bit. Like, like you got the little, like, yeah. I don't Where you got about, like yeah. the, the middle part. You got the, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so exactly. new. Yeah. But bro, that's like a full 180 for dudes on social media right now. It's like, there's a whole new wave. Like the aesthetic is like for dudes to be expressive of like how they actually feel. You know what I, I mean? appreciate that. So it's like, no, it's a it's a good thing for sure. Cause it's like, look, that's not me. But at the same time, if someone feels that way, they should be happy to post how they feel. I don't care. And no one really should. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, if you See, like like if you want to do what you want to do, you should just be able to do it. Mm -hmm. So my my only issue with that is that. I feel like, at least from where I'm sitting, I might be wrong on this, but I feel like more that like that's just um, that's just a new thing that you want to fit into, right? And by even by expressive, like I feel like there's just like a look or an aesthetic that you want to feel that you want to that people are going to gravitate towards, whether that's really you or not. Like when we were young, it was all about looking tough and as a guy you know um like try to act a little bit like more mature like hide hide your emotions you know like be like not not show any not sh not show like that type of weakness or whatever yeah now it's like but some people actually are that like a lot of people are actually that way you know and that's I, that's like truly them um now it's like a lot of people are getting pushed into in the other direction even though that's not that might not be them so it's just a new yeah that's like i don't but that's like that's what happens with society it's like 
everything's so extreme all the time. So it's like someone's think, gonna feel like the odd person out. I think that's a good thing though in the long term. Because I think, you know, growing up and having mm-hmm. to be the tough guy and stuff, it it's a lot of people that put on that face and it messes them up and you know definitely cause a lot of dudes to have depression and definitely not show it because it's also like part of the thing is like no you're not allowed to be upset so i do Mm. appreciate that people are coming out of their shell and you know being a little Mm. more allowed you're allowed to be more sensitive and and i feel like i mean it's not as it's not it's not like immediately applicable to our conversation but like mental health is taken way more seriously in guys now as it is girls and i I think that's part of this movement and I can very much appreciate that. Yeah. And bro, that's something like Tater and I talk about a lot. It's like dude's mental health has always been pretty undervalued and it's like not taking anything away from chicks. Like obviously I think Mm -hmm. their mental health is so much easier to mess with just because of like societal stuff. But at the same time, because of that, it's like for a while men weren't allowed to like, as you said, Eric, like be expressive on like how they actually feel and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely a good thing that like people can say how they feel and they don't have to pretend to be tough. Cause let's be honest, most people just aren't. So (laughs) it's like, it's just better off where like, we all know how everyone's feeling and everyone can help each other type of thing. I mean, there's people I know that have like told me stuff's going on. I'm like, yo, you ever tried therapy? Like, I highly recommend it. Like, I know it's helped a lot of people. It's helped me. And there's people that are just like, nah, my family doesn't believe in that for me. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't but, know if I'm allowed to But Eric, the thing is, right, like, some people are a lot more, like, accepting of the idea of therapy. Like, for, probably for you and me, therapy sounds like, oh, that's great. This is someone that's going to help me listen to my problems and give me ideas. But for some people, that's almost like a sign of weakness. So for them, it's like, I have to go down a path where it's like so deep, where it's like, even just like, they'll be at a point where they need it, whereas they're not trying to seek it. So yeah, like, I know what you mean for sure, but some people just can't accept the fact that they need therapy or like they need help. Yeah. I think that's going to be a generational change. I think that our, Hmm. the generation after us, our children are going to grow up in a way more accepting environment. And I think it's going to exponentially get better and better as time goes on. I mean, Mm. isn't there the law with technology that it gets ex- exponentially better by the year and i mean i can clearly yeah. see as technology gets better and we get more connected people come out of their shells more so i feel like you know as generations go on we're gonna see a lot of people you know being who they are i i think that we're just you know we're splitting up into way more categories i guess i should say as, yeah, as a that's, that's definitely fact there. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, going back to mental health, I, I, def, I definitely agree that especially guys' mental health has taken like huge strides in the last like last handful of years, like two, two three, four years. Um, whereas, whereas before that, it wasn't even wasn't even a thing like that guys could have mental issues. Um, but it's still it's still very much a generational thing. Like I know my I know my parents. Like for example, if I told them that I'm depressed, I need like therapy, they 
that probably not react so well. Um, <laughs> and I know other people who even even like other even like girls that have told me that um, when they told when they first told their parents that um, they they want to try therapy or something, uh, their parents blew up on them. It was like even though they definitely needed it and thankfully my friends have got that have gone through that have eventually gotten gotten it and are doing much better but yeah i mean i just think i think it's for everybody even if you're not going through something it's just like it's not like you go and they like brainwash you you just tell them what's wrong and they just sit there and they're like oh okay okay and they sometimes give you an opinion but it's i feel like I mean, personally, it's like more about releasing the things that, that are going on to somebody with an unbiased view that really helps. And it's not really like, your jet, it's not fixing your problems. It's allowing you to look at mm. them from a perspective that's not biased, that's like new and keeps you level-headed. But at yeah, the also, same dude, time- a lot of the time, it's like getting things off your chest that are like in a way where you're not afraid of someone else judging you. So like with the therapist, as you said, they'd have that unbiased opinion and like, they don't know you on a personal level. So it's fine. Whereas like, if a friend asks you like, oh, what's going on wrong? You're not, you're probably not going to want to tell them because then that's like, that could affect other stuff per se. So Especially if you're younger, like people, people, people are mean in like high school and middle, people are messed up. You tell one person something, everyone's going to know if, if the wrong person says it. Not not just that, but yeah, two two things I have, I have to say about that. One is, I see this a lot, especially in chicks, but it happens to happens to guys too. It's not it's not just one gender. That when you tell your friends something, they immediately support you, even if you're in the wrong. Like they won't hold hold you accountable and call you out on things. Whereas like a therapist probably would, um, or to more more of an extent. And two, I think we gotta we gotta acknowledge how like that we we are kind of privileged to even have access to therapy um because i i'm gonna be honest i don't know how much like therapy costs but i imagine it's something like in the 100 ish range for one hour um so if you do that like every week or like every other week it adds up as a financial burden so for us like you know, uh, all our families come from like a wealthy area. So uh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like something that they can't offer us if we need it. Um, But for a lot of people, even though they might need therapy, they, they can't get it for financial reasons. And it's not as simple as like, if someone's going through something, you just tell them that you just tell them, Oh, go to therapy because that might be something that's like genuinely holding them back from, from that. So what do you think is the solution to that? Do you think, you know, mental health, you know, uh, like what is it? What's the word? Like mental health practices should be more readily available for the youth or something. I mean, I don't think there's a, there's a absolute solution that would like, help everyone like like cover everyone but maybe one thing that would help is if like therapy and like stuff like that was 
added to like insurances. So more insurances would cover therapy. Um, other than that, other than having like, and I don't think this is sustainable. Um, like having, having like res like resources or like therapy available for like a lower cost or something. I don't know. And the only reason I say it's not, it's not like, um, it's not sustainable is that it hinges on like people doing good for no reason. So it's like a charity thing. You don't want to, you don't want to rely on charity, you know, to get yeah, totally done. And with the, with the insurance thing, it's like, it makes you think like, I mean, I, I have insurance. It's like, if, to answer your mm -hmm. question, it's like $30 per hour with insurance. And some people have better insurance and be like right. worse insurance, but then it makes you think mm -hmm. like the better insurance you have, the better mental health care you can get. It's almost like we have the privilege to have better opportunity to have better mental health than the people that can't yeah. afford it. And it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's like a political thing though. So I mean, that, it's like if ultimately things that, are available for everyone. Mm. I'm not even saying go like full communist mode where it's like everything's the same price for everyone, but like maybe if yeah. some things are like available for everyone. Like socialized mental especially health. Especially with mental health. Yeah, because like I think dude, for like once we have kids and stuff, it will happen just because the whole like mental health being a big deal is a new new idea for a lot of people like i know for a fact my parents one thing i'll get say for, like, that whole age group so yeah one thing i'll say i don't see mental health being socialized before before actual like healthcare just because i think i would agree and most people would agree that um something like a serious disease or like cancer like whatever is like it's probably a little bit more serious than like than mental health just because like that would physically kill you if you just let it happen whereas like mental health is a lot more like you can endure it for longer type stuff so do you so think i that... feel like oh sorry do you think that those Go things ahead. should be specialized though like the more you know the things that we can fix that we know mm. how to do that some people can't afford. Like if something's going to kill you, but you can't afford it. Do you think things like that should be socialized? I mean, I do think that healthcare as a whole should follow more of a European model where, yeah, I agree. Um, where you get like things, where you get like money taken out from like taxes that would go to like insuring everyone over like a, like a healthcare system. Like, even there, like, a lot of people make the argument that, yes, like, you you have to wait in for, like, the free, like, healthcare included for everyone. Like, there's often long lines. But even then, there's, like, there are still private hospitals in, in Europe, and you could get your own private insurance. And even that costs a lot less than here. I No, I totally agree with you. Because if something's not immediate, you know, you'll get it for free, but if something, you know, you need to get done and you're willing to shell out money, mm -hmm. you, you can get it quickly. And it's like, if you're, if you're low income and you have something mm -hmm. wrong with you, it's like, you know, if I wasn't paying for it, I wouldn't mind waiting a couple months. That's a privilege, not yeah. a, not a downside. Mm -hmm.
and even then like you look at stuff you look at european like hospitals and even things that you go in and get treated right away like you choose to pay it's much much cheaper than in the u.s like it never racks up to like tens of tens of thousands of dollars yeah i i just i completely agree i would just hope that if we follow that model inevitably and i think we we will have to at some point i think it's kind mm-hmm. of an idea that as a first world country we're kind of headed toward i would hope that they include mental health in there as it's a growing issue or not growing mm-hmm. but i guess that more lights being given to it yeah yeah i it definitely will as like people our age get into power politically and in terms of society because i'm not even blaming older people for it because it's not their fault it's just like this issue became prevalent like five years ago i'd say yeah of like mental health in general so we've probably seen like the biggest effects in terms like ourselves Mm -hmm. and like self-reflection and stuff so once people our age get into power it'll definitely be a part of like any form of healthcare. You'd hope so. I'd hope so. Yeah, you'd hope right. so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, don't get me wrong. I don't trust politicians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and uh, I'll say this right now: just because it's going to be someone from our generation doesn't mean they're going to be good politicians. Or bro, they bro, actually... they're all they're all terrible, bro. I, mean, <laughs> I hate politics. I hate politicians. I'm saying it now. So they're all awful. (sighs) Yeah, I think you'll have more pressure on them from like just the regular people uh, to like include some stuff like socialized, like healthcare and like mental health. I think like the the one hope I'd have is like just like a lot of politicians using legal marijuana as like a reason for people to vote for them. Um, mental health might become like a prevalent issue where it's like mm. it'll be yeah, in yeah. debates and stuff not that I watch him because I couldn't care less mm. but I'm pretty sure like marijuana was a hot topic in like 2016 or something it, it will be that one hot topic that for like every every presidential candidate like you know how um, like 2016 like the, to- the hot topic was like illegal immigration um, yeah 2020 it was just like people not wanting trump <laughs> that was a weird one because it would there wasn't like one topic it was just like even before like anything got revealed people already knew who, who they were going to vote for it was yeah, either people you... who voted for trump or people who really wanted to vote for anyone besides trump and then the uh coronavirus and different mm. movements accelerated that yeah and i think there was yep. definitely groups of people that used those things to influence voters oh yeah i mean not it's like it's like the one yeah it's it's like the one gimmick like thing it's like oh i support this and the candidate doesn't so you should obviously vote for me and you don't look at any other policies just like oh they're gonna legalize weed (laughs) i'm down i don't think they want to federally legalize it though i think uh they like something that was just like i know uh kamala was like yeah we just don't have time to deal with that right now i'm pretty sure i saw a quote i was like yeah 
Joe doesn't have time to deal with federally legal marijuana. That's not. Yeah, it'll be up to the states for a while because I feel like even now it's it'd be like a hot topic to to like force every state to legalize it. You know. Like yeah. they can't, they can't, they don't, can't even do that with alcohol. There's still counties where you can't buy alcohol in the U.S. <laughs> so, yeah, but I feel like eventually it'll be federally legal with select counties forbidding it, mm. just like alcohol is. Yeah, I, but I mean, who cares? The people that want it are gonna yeah. get it. It's just gonna happen. It's already oh, happening. Yeah. It's been it's happening for happening. twenty years or so. <laughs> Ever since the 70s, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, the people that want it legally are eventually, like the states that want it legally. They're all getting legalized. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just a matter of time. It'll, 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 it'll just be all the states, like, slowly legalizing it. But, yeah. you know. It'll all be legal soon enough. Yeah. And then we'll all be like Colorado. <laughs> dude. <laughs> When I went to LA, it was a good time. I mean, people like people just don't care out there. But also, when I, I went to New York over the weekend, and you mm-hmm. could just walk down the street and everyone just lighting blunts. It's just crazy now. Oh, yeah, Bro, I yeah, got, they... I could have swore I got contact high when I went in like December to the city because everyone's just building up. I'm telling you, it's like, look, don't get me wrong, I'm. Everyone can do whatever mm. they want, but it was it got to a point where I was mm. like, "Bro, Jesus Christ!" I'm walking to through Times Square, and I'm like choking on my own breath. Yeah, but now there's a. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the police was told that they're not allowed to mm. interfere with people smoking now, so you could do whatever you want. Yeah, basically. it's clear. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it's because it got it got decriminalized like a while ago. So for like the past like two years or so, uh, even though like New York, it's I don't think it's still not legal, right? No, it is. But no, it's in, in New the York process. City, you could sell marijuana. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know about the It's state, illegal to sell. Yeah, you could sell in the city, I'm pretty yeah. sure. No. No, it's like, I'm pretty sure I'm it's pretty one sure of those things where you can't buy it illegally, but you can own it because there's yeah, no dispensaries was... to sell it yet recreationally. Like New Jersey. Right. Like cigarettes, uh, I, I if know, you're young. I know. Yeah. For the past like two years at least, even before it was like l- like technically legal to have it, it was like decriminalized. So if they caught if they caught you, they would just like confiscate it and give you like fifty dollar like fee, and that's it. Like no um no criminal record, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, now yeah. it's a slap on the wrist. If mm. you're under eighteen, I'm pretty sure you get a warning, and then if you get either one or two more warnings, you have to like take a class or something or like go to something yeah but i don't even think they tell your parents if you get caught the first time probably not no i I was like reading about it yeah i mean look at the end of the day most cops don't want to deal with it and the reason they did before is because it was it was like a like busting people for marijuana used to be like the go-to like drug bust to like further your career uh now it's like you're not going to get recognition for like giving someone a 50 dollar ticket no you're not facts yeah i mean i feel like that fits into the same field as what we've been talking about with with race (laughs) and stuff i mean it could all be tied together 
could I could all be tied. So I'm I'm sure yeah. someone someone out there is like tying it all together. Um listening. But yeah. and definitely can be. Yeah, there's uh, definitely been a theme to this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, look, no, nothing is just like a standalone thing. Everything must be, has to be taken in the context of like what's happening around it or in like in the world at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this has been a pretty good episode. We've been talking for quite a while now. Um, yeah, man, this has been the longest one, dude, for sure. Sorry. My, my, no, yeah. no, bro, this has been like a good one. <laughs> good intellect. Yeah. I normally dumb it down. I'm not going to lie. This has been a nice like meaningful one for sure mm. like i agree yeah. all right so yep for to everyone listening thank you guys for what for listening for watching for whatever um thank you eric for coming on the show it's been eric, do you want to plug anything by any chance no i'm good thanks for having yeah. me though <laughs> i hope i do a good job of my cs homework <laughs> yep <laughs> uh got to get to Steve to to filter out primes. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh guys keep keep sharing this, you know. Share day keeps the doctor away. Um and thank you guys for for listening. We'll see you next time. Adios.